Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast, brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. For today's spotlight topic, we're going to be talking about making decisions once again, and at this time, it's about becoming a parent. So I, I welcome Tony Beans, who's been a part of this decisions project, our reporter, and Jennifer Ash. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having Hi. us. So I, I kind of joke that, that maybe it shouldn't be now, you know, Akron. It should be maybe full disclosure, because I think every time I, I start out, I have full disclosure. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I, I see that you are a parent of five. Mm-hmm. I'm also the parent of five. My my wife and I have five kids. You know, it's 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 one of those clubs that that you know you uh you belong to, but you know it, it's a it's a rare club the the uh, the fives, and yeah. you know probably like, like us, you know when when you walk into a restaurant and they say how many your party, yeah. <laughs> they, oh. yeah. <laughs> my wife's favorite line is which one would you like me to give up? You know which one, <laughs> and sometimes the answer changes by day. So yeah, <laughs> obviously you know you are a. It said you're a single mom, right? Yes, I am a single mom. Yep. So was five always much my entire parenthood? Yeah. So was five <laughs> always the plan, or is that kind of a? Uh... Actually, when I was younger, I wanted to have six. I wanted to have four boys, like back to back to back to back, and then wait like three years and have two girls, so they could have big brothers to protect them and look out for them. Obviously, I was crazy, um, so that oh. didn't happen. Thankfully. <laughs> so what is the split? What is your so my I have four biological. My daughters are the oldest, they're 22 and 21, and my sons are the youngest, they're 16 and 13. And then I have an adopted daughter who is 22 as well. Okay, we go from 26 to 13, soon to be 14. So we're we're, we're you know, oh, we have a couple out of the yeah. nest, and and we have one still leaving middle school th- this year. So, and I and I, okay. I think I should note for those of you not who do not, we may have video of this, we may not, but those who are listening to the podcast, that you should tell us where you where, where you're at right now. Where I'm at, well, I'm actually at Thomas High School for tennis practice to pick up my son because that's over at five and I didn't want to be driving while doing this so I figured I would just park here so you're doing from the from the remote location and it's funny you know I I always joke that you know for vacations for many years I can tell you the exotic gyms throughout northeast Ohio you know that that was kind of (laughs) yeah (laughs) who had the nicer gyms who has the nicest concession stands at various baseball fields you know I was a great quite the connoisseur of baseball field concession stands where not to get the walking taco from. <laughs> That's where not to get it. That's right. or the bad ones that we stick out in your brain too. So yeah, obviously parenting. You know, you you had mentioned. I think maybe you hadn't. You know, the parenting started young for you. You were you were relatively young when you had yes. your first. Yes, um, I was pregnant at sixteen, and uh, she was actually due on my seventeenth birthday. She came nine days late. I had her in August, and I was pregnant again in November of the same year, so at 17. So I had both of them just after I turned 17. I was a mom of two. After I so turned 18, that, I was a mom of two. So how was that as a very young mom? I mean, were you, you, know, were you still trying to go to school at that point? Were you just like, well, I've got to uh, circle back later? I survived. I'm not sure how. Um, my oldest was actually born the first day of my senior year of high school, and the third day... I was in school two days postpartum. So I ended up, you know, my attendance was kind of not the greatest and they ended up keeping me from walking at graduation, even though I passed all my classes. This is late nineties. It's a little bit different back then, 
Um, so they held me from graduation and the following year I didn't go back to school because I was bitter and I was upset. So the next year when I realized I can't get a job without a diploma or a GED, I had reached out to my guidance counselor and said, Hey, where can I take my GED classes at? I need to find a better paying job. And she was said, well, you're not 21 yet. You can, you can come back to high school if you want. And I thought, well, I've been out for a whole year. Like, what are you talking about? So I went back to school with the people who were sophomores when I graduated and I ended up getting my diploma. So I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old in the stands watching me graduate high school. It's a little different. And I walked the wrong direction. Oh, no. <laughs> as, as if having kids watching me graduate in, you know, 2002 wasn't enough. I walked the wrong direction and had to turn around and, you know, walk the green mile back to my actual diploma at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> but you still got it. It was, it was a longer path. It was it was a yeah. different. So we didn't introduce yeah. Tani. I mean, Tani's been kind of in, in charge of this, this special project of decisions. And, you know, Jennifer's story is somewhat unique. But what did you find among the, the folks of that decision to be parents among the others you, you spoke with? Yeah. So um, I talked with 12, well, a total of 12, um, not including Jennifer was 11. And a lot of them were kind of split. Uh, I had some people that were like, I, you know, they were like, I don't want to have kids with the way this the world is right now. I had some people who were like, they were like, yes, I do plan on having children. And some some who were really undecided and they weren't sure. I think it's a big decision. And I mean, I do have a lot of people who were like, well, I have kids and I don't know. I don't plan on having any more, but they didn't really mean to have the kids they did have. So it just kind of ended up with them being a parent. But you know, it does seem, I mean, definitely, Jennifer, you're you're not the, I guess, the, the norm in terms of the people mm -hmm. that I have talked to, but in the sense of, you know, it's kind of all over the place. I don't know if there really is a norm, at least with the, you know, the uh, 12 that I have. Mm -hmm. I think what, what I, you know, obviously I have five, kind of the range you had, Jennifer, and it's, you know, what, what I found the most unique thing about parenting is I, it just before we had kids, we, we just seemed like we were busy and, you know, we, we would kind of laugh at our contemporaries then who said, oh, we're so busy. We're like, you have no idea. We have we have chewing diapers. You know, <laughs> you have any kids? You know, what are you you're not busy at all? I mean, you know, that it was just kind of hard to re relate to those who didn't have kids in some ways because you're like, you have no idea. You know, mm -hmm. two in diapers, one, you know, not potty trained. I mean, it's just it's just a, it's such a. A difference. I mean, it, and you were being younger. I mean, you know, your contemporaries were, yeah. you know, probably even more dramatic. Yeah, it was it was very different. I never really got that, you know, teenage wild parties, sneaking out, doing crazy things. Obviously, I did something crazy by having premarital, very young sex. But uh, yeah, it was it was definitely different for me. So I never really got to have that true childhood. The advantage to it was that, you know, I it made me grow up. Some people become teen moms and, you know, grandparents raise the kids or whatever happened. For me, it snapped me into reality. Like you're going to be an adult at 16, whether you want to or not. So it's time to step up. And it made me grow up faster. But now I'm going to be 40 in August. My oldest will be 23 in August, which is kind of, you know, somewhat unheard of nowadays. But my youngest will only be 14 in August because something about August, I keep having babies. But um yeah, it's it's different for me now because I'm younger. And if my daughters do choose to have kids, I'm still going to be fairly young and able to keep up and enjoy that time with them. And it was also neat whenever they were born. Well, until they were almost 10, we had five generations in our family, which isn't heard of very much, especially all the way to age 10. So for my great grandmother, my great grandmother to see her great great granddaughters all the way through age 10 was pretty 
incredible too. So of our five, three have February birthdays and one has a March, early March birthday, and then we have a May. So I'm not sure where the outlier was in May, but, um, you know, I'm not sure maybe it was, you know, something we ate. I don't, am not sure. We haven't figured out exactly what was going on, but something (laughs) funny, funny, something was afoot. I don't know. Certain months. I don't know. I can't, I can't do the math going back. So I can't figure it out. Right. My, my doctor figured it out for me. Three of my four were born within two weeks of each other in August. And he said something about Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> that was my culprit. <laughs> Let's see. It was addressing the, um, so I, I, I guess I'm, I'm curious, you know, you now have, and like I do, you know, I have a daughter who's 26, not married. You know, I don't know that she does it. Not not want kids. She we don't you know it's kind of weird to talk mm-hmm. to about kids. You know you're kind of like hey you want kids, but yeah. you know what? But it's what's your you know your daughter's attitude. I mean, do you find a very different generational thing going on? So yes, most definitely. I am totally ready to be a grandma. I know that they're not, but my my oldest daughter was recently in a relationship. She isn't. I feel like she'll be the one that might get pregnant first, but she's not ready yet. She's made that pretty clear that she wants to wait until she's married and until she's a homeowner. My younger daughter, who's 21, is having kids at 30. She apparently has that lined up already. She's going to work and make money, and then she's going to purchase a house, and then she's going to find the love of her life, and then apparently he's going to get her pregnant after they get married. So she's had this lined up for a while. At the same time, my daughters, unfortunately, kind of fortunately, more unfortunately, somewhat helped me raise their brothers being older. So as a single mom, I was working two jobs the majority of their childhood. So, you know, they had to be there to help get the brothers off the bus, to help cook, to help clean, to change diapers, to, you know, record first steps. So they're like, holy cow, we don't want to be parents yet. This is chaotic. They wa- I went to college later in life at, at 28. So my youngest was under one. And, you know, they saw that struggle. They don't want any part of it. My boys, on the other hand, they had somewhat of a different mom than my daughters because I was I was older. I was more on my feet, more stable. So I, I think that they they both will have kids younger, and they both talk about families, about getting married, and about having kids. My youngest will probably have fifty kids if he has it his way. <laughs> but yeah, definitely different than when I was raised. Well, it is funny how your your parenting changes, and I I think you know I we're. We're, we're the same way. Like our, our kids are, are more focused on things like we didn't have that good of snacks in the house when we were young and we didn't, you know, we didn't have a car to yeah. drive to high school. We were like, well, it's a very different time when you were, yeah. we were young. We didn't, you right. know, and that, you know, just your parenting changes. You know, I, I, yeah. I said I was a jagged stone and now I'm just like a, a uh, round with no edges. You know, <laughs> the, the kids are just worn right. me down to, I got no edges yeah. left. You know, they're like, you would have freaked out if I would have hit the car and the yeah. ball. I'm like anymore. I'm like, yeah, ah, you know. <laughs> my daughters always joke and say we had to walk so that you or we had to crawl so you could walk to the boys they always complain about that they're like you don't know how easy you had it <laughs> we didn't know what a name brand snack was like that's a, like i said that's a keep line we we keep having yeah so what did, i mean obviously you must have had some support right i mean you, you know or did you kind of do it all on your own i mean was this um i lean on my faith a lot so i definitely found my faith when i was pregnant with Destiny, which is why her name is Destiny. She's my second child. Um, that's when I found Faith, and that tremendously helped. And 
ironically enough, school secretaries and guidance counselors really took me under their wing and embraced me. I don't have any family in Ohio. My mom moved out of state. She was the last one here and she moved out of state when I was 19. So I was a mom of two living on my own and she went out of state. Um, I've actually been on my own since I was 16, though I've been an emancipated minor at 16 while I was pregnant, paying rent and going to school. But it's... Um, I would say mainly my faith and I've had an amazing group of friends and babysitters and, you know, just a good support system who have really helped me through. What a, what a remarkable testament. I mean, just, you know, I mean, I, you know, I obviously, you know, I, I'm only married once and I still with my wife, but I mean, it was a challenge mm -hmm. for us. And, and I always said when, yeah. you know, when we had the third, they outnumbered us. And, and it was just like, yeah. you know, I thought even though there were babies and toddlers, I thought they were conspiring. I mean, but you were yeah. outnumbered and, you know, a single mom. I mean, and, and really yeah. a teenage mom. I mean, quite a, yeah. quite a um, remarkable thing. And yet here we are, you're, you're sitting in a, in a, in a van or an SUV at a parking lot. Oh, while this is a practice. Chevy. This is a truck. It's a Chevy. Don't, don't, don't hurt her feelings. <laughs> but yes, I've came a long way from um, my 1987 Ford Tempo that I bought at 18 as my first car. <laughs> I've came well, a long our way. First, our first family van was a Dodge, a green, ugly Dodge uh, caravan. And then we were thought real bougie when we got to town and country. And then we went from the town oh, and country yeah. up to a suburban. And then yeah. we started kicking kids out of the house. And now my wife drives a Prius. And so <laughs> and the kids are like, and they said, it's because we can't take you anywhere. You know, you can't come home. You can't travel with us. Right. The only problem is our, yeah. our sons are like six feet tall in the back of a Prius. But they don't, you know, we we just fold their yeah. legs and put them in the back. And uh, yeah, listen. my 16-year-old son that's here playing tennis is six foot five. So, Yeah. <laughs> And he doesn't play basketball. He plays tennis. But uh, He does not. The The basketball coach comes up to him in school almost every day during basketball season and says, I just need you to stand under the hoop. That's all you have to do. <laughs> but he hasn't done it. So Our, our oldest was 6'3". And the same thing was said about volleyball. You don't have to move. Just put your arms up. Just straight up. Yeah. Just... <laughs> right. So, Tani, I, I, I guess, you know, I don't want to drag you in, but, but you know, I mean, you are the representative of a younger generation here at the table. I mean, you, I mean, you know, what's your thoughts on kids? I mean, are you aspired? Oh, she's, oh, she's starting to cringe. She's, I'm oh, this. no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm here. But, you know, you ask everybody else's question. Maybe someone should ask you this question. I mean, what's your, I mean, that's a life decision, right? Yeah, I mean, I think in in my opinion, I think of all the the five things I was working on for this series that having kids is the biggest because you're bringing in a whole other sentient being into the picture. Uh, personally, for me, uh, I have no interest in ever having my own kids. That's just I, honestly, I have such a great mom. I don't think I could ever live up to that. Truly, I don't. I think I would feel like a disappointment every day because I don't think I could ever be as good as my mom was. Um, especially raising me the way she did. Um, my dad, they they were separated, but my dad passed away when I was 10. So my mom had to deal with a, you know, and then she had a health scare. So she had a recent health scare. My dad passed away and she had a 10 year old daughter that, you know, was going through all this. And my mom's the only person I know that's, you know, she's done right by me every single day since the day I was born. And I don't, I don't know if I could do that for another person, uh, but I would like to foster teenagers. That is something I am very passionate about. I'm adopted, my mom's adopted, and my birth mom is adopted. So um, all within the same family. So we have a joke that we all like to switch our kids around for fun. But uh, we, I definitely have a, you know, just hearing stories um, from my own family members and even my friends um, who have adopted parents, hearing their stories of what the system has been like. Uh, I. 
I would love to have a teenager. And I feel like, you know, the 16, 17 range, you know, 18, you know, you, you can have someone in your house and you can help them, but that's when you're, you know, you have the big, uh, like big things that can happen that can boost you. That's when you could get a car, you could get a job, you can have all these things that even though you might eventually age out of the system, if you have that stuff in place, it can change everything after that point. So um, that's kind of how I am with kids. Um, I know most of my friends, they want to have their own kids. Um, some of them would like to adopt, but I think most of the people I know are taking it very seriously and really thinking about if that's something they can handle, at least, you know, in the near future. I think the answer is, Tony, yes, you can handle it. <laughs> I, I just I, I just remember, and, I, and Jennifer probably can attest this too, that, that when we, especially when our oldest was born, Tessa, that they just gave them to us. And, and you know, I mean, they, they wheeled Jennifer in a wheelchair and Tessa, and then they say, here you go. <laughs> we get in this car, we look at each other like, well, what do you mean? You know, where's the manual? Yeah. Where's the, you know, right. we're, we're taking this so, kid home. <laughs> for me, it was a little different. It, it wasn't that easy for me. I mean, in the, in the 90s. So I had my first in 99 and I had just turned 17 the week before. I had to watch an entire day worth of VHS tapes on how to be a good parent. Like it was required and it had to be signed off on. Um, and then when my second child came along, I had to watch more. Not not as many that time around. But I was like, I've raised one for, you know, 13 months. I'm probably okay at this point. But it, they were very thorough on making sure I was going to be able to handle the task. It was, I, I almost felt guilty until proven innocent of being a good mom. It was very stressful, especially after just having a child, having, you know, no one there. It was, it was difficult, but kind of like what you said. And yeah, Tani, you'd be great at it because when you have no kids, you see someone who has a kid and you're like, oh my gosh, how do they handle that? And then you, when you have one child, people that have two, you're like, holy cow, how do they do that? And then you just keep having more kids and it doesn't seem bad anymore. But the person who has only just one more than you always seems way more difficult, but you just naturally, it just naturally happens. Even with, when I adopted, she was already 12. You know, so it wasn't like I didn't have that newborn baby bond connection, but I love that girl to pieces and she is forever my child. And I still was able to create that same bond with her that I was with my other kids. So I think once you, once you just take the plunge and do it, it just naturally kicks in as a mother and as a father. And they're not as breakable as you think. I mean, you would think, oh, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) I mean, I didn't say that. I, I guess they're all okay. And then one day you're at Five Guys and you look out at, first of all, the bill at Five Guys when you have that many kids. And then you look out and you're like, oh, my God, we got a lot of kids. I mean, there's a lot of people sitting at this table. Yeah. And they're all different. You know, you think they wouldn't be yeah. all kind of the same. They just live in the same house. Yeah. But you know what? Everyone, one of the kids have a different personality and, <laughs> you know, are all special. So, well, what advice would you give, Jennifer? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you yeah. could offer some sage advice to people thinking about having kids or just, you know, about ready to have their own child, which... What, what piece of wisdom would you offer? Don't listen to what anybody else says. Just follow your heart. Because literally the minute you decide to have kids or adopt kids, everyone knows how to do it best. And everyone's going to tell you their opinion. And you just have to shut it all down. I mean, even your family, your friends, you have to shut it down. And you'll you'll know what to do. You'll just naturally know what to do. I feel like we're prepared from some you know entity to just do it. But the biggest piece of advice is just to ignore everyone else. And don't read Google. Don't Google things. And don't look at WebMD when your kid's sick. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I thought you were going to say don't buy a diaper genie. They still have those? I don't know. Maybe they. <laughs> oh, my. That is the smelliest thing when you empty it. Yeah. Don't buy a diaper uh, genie. Uh, Do yes. buy a boppy. Do buy a boppy. <laughs> well, I have a question for sure. you, uh, Jennifer. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can interject real fast, but I'm yeah, I'm cool. curious as someone who, you know, like I said, was raised essentially for at least the majority of my life by a single mom because my mom still had primary custody of me and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, during that time when you had two kids and you were figuring everything out, what would have been like the best help to you or what was the biggest help to you um, in terms of like just getting through the week, you know, that you, you know, either your friends or your faith or anything provided? Besides the feeling that my girls gave me, because they, I mean, I think at that age, especially they love you so much and so unconditionally, and you're like a superhero to them. Besides that, I think what helped me the most was adults that I looked up to that were what I considered more successful, you know, married people that would say, you're doing a great job or keep this up. For me, it was the words of affirmation that I got from people who I looked up to. And it's almost like they knew I needed to hear that. So it it kept pushing me along. Um, It was definitely difficult. You know, my second time around as a senior, when I had the two girls at home and uh, baby had colic and, uh, you know, I was working a whole, whole lot. I mean, it, it was, it was hard, but I had people in my life that constantly reassured me. And then if I did have my girls out in public, they would say, your kids are so well behaved. So little things like that just kept me going. Like when I felt like I was doing a horrible job at parenting for whatever reason it was, those little things encouraged me and kept me going. Definitely knowing that someone else thought I was doing okay. Even if maybe I thought I wasn't probably I wasn't. <laughs> you're talking made me think of you know that that when you think about back in life of being a parent that that, you know you think the big moments hollywood always shows the big moments christmas and a birthday but you know what it's a little moments tawny that 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 kind of make you get through it i mean it's it's a little funny thing at the dinner table it's you know the the bus stop something one of the kids said the bus stop i mean to me as a parent you look back on the small moments rather than Mm -hmm. those you think of the big moments of you know the christmas morning but that are our family memories. I mean, you know, memories are made in the most unlikely places. And sometimes it's in an aisle at Target. You know I mean? It's just some kind of a, not necessarily a Main Street yes. USA at Disney, you know, so. Well, awesome. Well, I'm learning so con- much. For sure. Well, what a great conversation. And, and so, Jennifer, thank you so much. I mean, you're, you know, I, I feel like a terrible parent. I mean, you did so much, such a great job. And I don't know, you know, just to, you know, to do what you've done. I mean, I just think it's remarkable. And and you're still standing or sitting in a, in a car, but you're still uh, upright. Sitting. I'm saying most of the time. <laughs> we all, everybody thinks that difficult is different, though. What's difficult for me may not be for someone else and may break someone else. And what's difficult for you may break me or not be difficult for me. It doesn't mean that anybody's difficulties are any less than someone else's. It just means that we've just dealt with different difficulties. So it's not, it's not the size of the storm that matters. It's the way you react to it. So what a great note to end on. Well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you.